0: Alright, good day guys. You're welcome to a brand new episode of Deal Talks with Debayo Array. As you know, it on this show I bring you exclusive tastes from the entertainment world. I bring you unconventional interviews and of course social and political talks that you may not know about or that you may know about but did not really pay attention to and all of those, you know. And um, yes, I bring you unconventional interviews with uh, with exclusive guests. Of course, guests that you don't get to meet elsewhere. This is the second episode. Like I told you in the last episode, it's been a fantastic time putting together the materials to, you know, get deal talks going and all and thank you very much i must really say that the very first episode was very 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 impressive i mean all thanks to you guys you made it quite possible to do all of those i mean the reception and the listenership was really really massive i must say it. i mean i did not expect it to be that much and then there were comments and very very impressive comments and of course i have noted your comments i've noted uh some of the things that you have highlighted and definitely you're going to see me work on it as we move on with deal talks you're welcome to a new episode and yes the very the second episode of deal talks with devio are again you know as we do it we start with entertainment taste and all and then we delve into the main discussion on the episode of the show and today We're going to be starting with stories from the entertainment world, from the entertainment industry. The week has been quite interesting, from Rihanna getting an award of the Queen of Barbados, right? Uh, There was this story of um, Kulia Folayo, yes, Kulia Folayo releasing the trailer of A Niger Christmas or something and then, yeah, that this very very interesting story, I mean I find it interesting because it's been how many years again, I mean the last album was released in 2016 and that was um, Gold from Adekunle Gold and so Adekunle Gold has announced that we're going to be getting a brand new album on the 2nd of February 2022 so we have something to look out for and then he said the title is um, Catch Me If You Can and really we really want to catch Adekunle Gold on that album so and then there's this story of R. Kelly and his manager trying to you know silence those who have accused him of sexual abuse and so the story on PostNG says that American singer R. Kelly and his manager have been accused of trying to intimidate and silence his alleged sex abusers, according to Page Six. They both allegedly tried to intimidate them with tactics that included calling in a shooting threat to a theater, premiering a documentary about the singer New Court Papers Show. The three ladies involved, one of them Lizette, another one Martinez, and the last one, the third lady, Lisa Van Allen, and Faith Rogers, who claimed they were sexually abused by the 54-year-old convict, filed the Manhattan Supreme Court lawsuit, alleging that R. Kelly and his inner circle began an orchestrated effort to silence harass, bribe and intimidate them and their friends and family. I mean, that's been like what we would say a trend in the industry when a particularly big celebrity is accused of something as serious, as sensitive as sexual abuse. I mean, there was a time one of them in Nigeria was accused of such a thing and also tried to do the same thing from threatening the lady to actually meeting with with her family members and All of those things, I mean, isn't it high time the authorities actually take control of these things and actually take the proper action when such allegations are raised against these people given the fact that they have the resources to pull off for any strings that they might want to pull just to ensure that the victims now don't get justice i mean it's been quite a trend in the entertainment industry i think something very decisive has to be done about it so that's it on the entertainment or entertainment gist and then there's the gist of brazil actually running into recession I don't really have so much details of that gist. On the interview segment in the next episode, I assure you that we're going to have an expert talk about what it really means, you know, for countries to actually be in recession and then countries like Brazil where they are perceived to be doing economically well considerably countries like Australia, countries like Russia, there was a time it was in the news that Australia was battling economic progress and all so we need to know what exactly does it mean for countries to be in recession and when they are in recession really what does it take to be out of recession what's the implication of a country being in recession so some of those things we're going to you know go into them in the next episode of Deal Talks. So and today, so as you know I have a very very fantastic. If you would like to have a daily guest on the show, of course, my guest is the one and only Oluwaseun Sowolu So Oluwaseun Sowolu is a final year student of the Department of Philosophy, University of Ibadan. She's presently the president of the, how would I put it now? The uh, She will help me. Okay. <laughs> faculty of Arts and No. That's, the winning that's faculty. Not that's, uh, <laughs> the winning faculty. Yeah. No, I, I was actually looking for a better word than winning, but then. Okay. Let me put it that way. The winning faculty, because which is the Faculty of Arts, University of Ibadan's Literary and Debating Society. The reason I actually was looking for a better word to qualify it was I mean, it's no small feat to have won the biggest public speaking competition in the whole of Africa, if you would like to have it that way. I mean, you don't see it happen often. And then we have the, the person that actually took the team on her back to win that competition, it's not easy. I mean, show how did you do it? Let's start from there. I'll continue with the bio, but then let's start from there. How did you do it to actually have won Joe walk? I mean, it's a big fit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a big fit, but I think it's just going to be um, a lot of hard work and teamwork really, because a lot of my members really put in so much effort and I wouldn't like take it away from them. It's not all me, it's everybody. I mean, there were times we had to write speeches like, there was a round road speeches like twelve times because we kept editing and you know so it was a lot of hard work and you know so much support hmm. from everybody. So it's, yeah. it's
0: really not easy. No, it's not. I, I understand. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't have been easy, of course. Having been a member of the LND myself, I know it takes a whole lot actually to even get from the very first round yeah, to the next round. The it's really not easy. Buttons. I understand yeah. that. So kudos to you guys and well done. Thank so, you. yeah, Shehu is an advocate of environmental sustainability. She has written papers on the intersection between the environment and philosophy oh yeah she's a final oh final year student of the department of philosophy yeah okay <laughs> so she owns a business where she makes and sells eco-friendly products in her spare time she sees movies and enjoys music who doesn't enjoy music <laughs> some people don't oh really <laughs> yeah well so I mean, I'm, I'm aware of um, your efforts toward combating environmental degradation through advocacy against use of plastic products. So what would you say is the motivating factor for you? I mean, what motivates you to actually do these things?
1: Um, For me, I think one is the fact that um the current state of the environment is nothing to really write home about, like we are, we're in the midst of Climate crisis that needs, you know, actions. And so, all of that, saying that there's so much to be done, actually motivates me. Like, okay, we can do something. And also, seeing the position of Nigeria, like um our contribution to plastic damage in the world is, is high. I think we are, we are, I think, the ninth in the world based on statistics. And part of, like, I think the top 10 rivers in the world contributing to um plastic pollution, two so are in Africa. Yes. Wow. River now and River Niger. Wow. So, and that is the older So, it means that Nigeria is part of the problem you hmm. get of plastic pollution we really quote. have a lot to worry so, about. exactly hmm. so seeing that we are contributing to it and we're not really doing so much to combat it is, is a motivating factor but we're
0: not doing so much do you mean on the part of the citizens or on the part of the government or every one of us or all of us all together every
1: one of us together because it's one thing if the government is always saying oh okay um these are the measures we are putting in place to fight plastic pollution and it's another thing for the citizens to say oh okay we're going to add it to this but then on the one hand like the government is not really saying anything about it on the other hand we have citizens who do not even know about the dangers (coughs) of plastic pollution they're not even aware they're not even aware (coughs) so it's not even like it is everywhere you need to really sometimes you really need to like do your research to actually find out that we're in the midst of you know plastic crisis Hmm, plastic
0: crisis i i really love how you put it that way so there have been uh, you know a lot of talks and quite notable efforts towards regulating the ecosystem especially uh, as conversations around global warming has continued to give international attention if you would agree with me in your own view do you think the world is just doing is doing enough to address this particular problem or do you think we actually have a reason to be worried
1: i feel like um the world okay let me put it on two fronts on the international level, I feel like there is the awareness, oh, plastic, you know, climate crisis, you know, climate action, um, sustainable development goals, we have climate actions and all of those things on that. So, um, at the global level, I would say there is the awareness. But when it comes to, you know, country now implementing those things individually, then that becomes, you know, a problem because there's now a disparity between what the government pledges to do on the global front and what they are actually actually doing doing in in their their country. Hmm. So, you see the um un secretary general is saying something like oh the plastic i mean the climate fight is something he's going to fight on for the rest of his life it's the biggest battle of his life blah 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 but then you see presidents of countries not really saying anything about it not actually so, taking effort exactly you know? so one oh. and it looks like it's serious but on the other hand well i can really particularly speak for nigeria because this is where i am and it doesn't look like we're serious about it doesn't so. even look like our government is aware of this problem i mean
0: we we can see every now and then that they don't even pay attention to it at all Our rivers our waterways are littered with plastics it's, it's, and the it's government terrible. is doing it's very little or it's nothing terrible. at all to address it it means that we have a whole lot to worry about we have
1: it. And, and and again i think the thing is that okay yes plastic is very very cheap to make and it's a very um easy alternative for packaging and all of these things but if the government can come come into like something maybe in cases of maybe recycling and all of these other things so it's not like we're going to say oh complete no to plastic it is impossible at this point but in places where we can reduce the use of plastic or we, we can even avoid and the in, use of ca- plastic yeah exactly so in cases <laughs> where we can avoid the use of plastic we should avoid it and places where we cannot avoid but we can only reduce let's reduce or oh, then we recycle mm-hmm. so it's it's a lot of you know work
0: yeah that's actually that's actually something to actually pay very much attention to And i hope government the government works on it and you know pay proper attention to it i really <laughs> hope so too but the government has not even paying attention to environmental sanitation i mean <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I doubt if they're really going to do anything you come to be known as um with uh, sip and save yeah say tell us about sip and save
1: okay um let me start by saying um how step and safe started because i used to like blog on plastic pollution and all of that and i remember blogging one time about straws like reusable straws and i spoke about the alternatives of straws or plastic straws which are bamboo straws stainless steel straws you know edible straws and all of that it really generated like a lot of conversation and so many people were saying oh my god did you know that plastic straws were contributing to this problem as well mm-hmm. but and then somebody mentioned that okay fine even if we want to like make the switch from plastic to eco-friendly alternatives they're not available so Mm. how do i change i mean it's one thing for me to know that this is a problem it's another thing for the option to be available if it's not available there's nothing they can do and i'm like that actually Mm. makes sense i mean we cannot just keep talking so we have to actually do something about it and that's how fancy started so i started with making reusable straws for you know and then you know like that we started the um, response has been amazing and you know now we've moved into tote bags to cotton mesh bags to bamboo straws and bamboo toothbrushes okay know.
0: yeah in in the journalism parlance, we have what we call solution journalism where we try to examine what individuals and organizations are trying to do to solve a particular societal problem and so what we do with it is we try to see the impact of what they are doing and how it's how it's going to exactly solve that problem or maybe in a way help to reduce the effect of that problem so what would you say the impact of um sip and save has been so far
1: okay the impact of sip and save will be number one the awareness that this is a problem that we need to fix mm-hmm. and secondly is the fact that we're able to provide these alternatives like i said it's not enough to just talk about this problem so if somebody buys a set of straw for example my straws can be used for as long as you want because they are metal straws they are glass straws you can wash and you keep they are not rusting so it's like it's going to save like let's say like a thousand plus plastic straws from going into the environment or when you get a reusable bag you don't need to carry your plastic bags because now you're not going to you know when we use plastic bag we throw away or you keep and all of those things but now you're not using them anymore because so you can just keep have, them somewhere exactly for, because you have an alternative. So use. the, the we're actually solving the problem of you know being that replacement for plastic products. Mm. I think that's that's
0: that's quite that I mean it's a notable impact if you ask me. I mean after all, what we are saying is that we, we try to reduce as much as possible reduce uh, the use of plastics in our environment. So I think that is quite laudable. So Thank what you. do you think the prospect of simple and save is? If you would, if you like to answer that.
1: Um. Okay. Well, like I said. Okay. There are still, like, a lot of gaps in the environmental sustainability industry. We're working on, you know, creating more products that actually solve some of our everyday uses, like, um, some of our everyday our uh, everyday products that we use, contribute largely to this thing so while looking at expanding to some other products that will capture these um that serve as replacements for this everyday use of plastic and also looking at you know even maybe reaching out physically like going out to actually talk to people and you know create cleanups and all of those things so it's you know because there's been schoolwork and all of that we haven't been able to like do so much of that but thank god school is about to be (laughs) over so there's a lot of things coming from sip and save
0: okay a lot of things coming from sip and save i mean you've actually done quite well so far if you ask me if you ask me rather so i want to know what are the challenges you have you know encountered in the way of you know
1: sip and save okay one is number one even trying to you know you talk to some people and you're saying oh my god plastic is so bad for the environment and they're like really like uh they didn't know do you understand so it's like um they're not aware so and some people feel like oh it's not a big deal i mean it's just plastic Hmm. and then until you ask that explain to them that you are complaining of global warming do you know plastic is a major contributor to this like Hmm. and they're like are you serious i'm like yes seriously and so not until they you know start realizing actually that actually educated yes, about the dangers so, of yes, plastic so, use. yeah and i think it's because a lot of people do not know like i said we need a lot of people to actually get out there and talk to people about these things it's like mm-hmm. going to the it's like going to bodijana tell somebody that ah, see all these plastics that we're using is bad though mm-hmm. and they're going to just laugh at you and look at you like what are you saying mm-hmm. or Properly throw your waste away or something and they are going to look at you and like, uh, okay Or are you trying to explain to somebody why they should dispose waste properly? So it doesn't go into the water system and mm. they don't understand all of those things So a lot of is is really majorly around education really. So mm. yeah, so there's there's actually a lot to do Yeah, with regards to educating to people about the dangers yeah,
0: no, of plastic use mm. Okay enough of talks about plastic use so Lastly, on Deal Talks, what we do, we have the unconventional question segment where we ask questions that don't really get asked. They don't really receive so much attention okay. from the public. And so, on this um, episode of Deal Talks, I'm going to be asking you this question. What do you think about the adoption of regional official languages in Nigeria? I mean, each region adopting their indigenous language as their official language. Say in the um, in, in southwest, for instance, you mm-hmm. going to adopt Yoruba. And in the southeast, they adopt Igbo language. Yeah. And then
1: in the, in the north. So what do you think? okay um i'm going to look at it on two angles one angle on the one side like it's going to be nice i mean it's going to promote indigenous languages and let people you know learn their languages and all of those things and it could also maybe reduce the whole idea that if you are not speaking english you are not educated or you are illiterate or yeah. all of those things yeah it could really tone that down and so it would be nice because i mean people would not now see english as the only um means of communicating and you can communicate in your own language without feeling like you're you're left behind or Hmm. you're stuck in time or something it makes communication easier exactly makes Hmm. communication easier so yes and on the other hand i think it might be quite problematic because Hmm. Nigeria has like how many languages i think like over over 400 400 and exactly so saying for example now in the southwestern region of nigeria is yoruba majorly right but we in yoruba part, we have the ijebos we have the abeokutas we have you know so yeah, what was yoruba is yeah, going to be the exactly. the Which official of are we going, to, like, are we going okay? to say okay it's the abeokuta yoruba that mm-hmm. should be the official yoruba for southwest or the ijebu people i mean i was still talking to my you know roommate about something like this recently and she was saying that um she's from kogi state and she was saying that um people in our house like the people in front of our house their kogi is different from our own type kogi. Of, of kogi and a mom's <laughs> kogi is different from our father's kogi wow. so whose kogi is going to be the, the official, <laughs> official. so i think because there are a lot of you know issues around dialects we cannot really say okay this should Let's be the official, yeah, that's official. That's yeah so i feel like, like it okay. would be because a lot of it's cause a lot of friction like oh no and some people might start feeling like they're superior to the other and all of hmm. those things so i don't hmm. know does, does it not speak to this uh,
0: restructuring conversation and all that's been going on for quite a while now i mean let's let's even assume we are able to restructure the country and say we now have regional presidents and we, we have regional leaders mm-hmm. how do we how do we get to how do we choose which region which of the sub uh how sub under mm-hmm. the regions mm-hmm. produce the the president or how do we choose who becomes the president from all of these sub nations or sub regions
1: mm-hmm. eh, well maybe there will be some sort of agreement to say uh, maybe on your rotational basis um after this um, region or after this subnation goes this other person would go i don't know <laughs> but um i feel like restructuring is one big conversation that you know if we're going to like, start talking about it now we're probably it's not going really to end day. it yeah so time, yeah
0: I understand that. So wow, wow, it's been a very, very interesting time with you, Shion. I thank you say. so much for having I mean, me. I mean, it's it's very impressive that within a very short notice you are still able to make it here. I mean, I really need to stop this habit of trying <laughs> to, you know, like one of my friends would put it, bully people into coming around. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, Shion, for thank coming. Thank you for thank having you very me. very much. We thank really you so appreciate much. you. We really love. And of course, for what it's worth, I I, I would love to say that. Sip and Save is a very, very laudable one. I mean, a very laudable project that we really love. And you know, have I patronized you before? Okay, uh, I think I will. <laughs> I, I may have to now. I, I think I, for our listeners, so you can also patronize Sheun. Oh, of course, you can reach out to Sheun. Sheun's um, Twitter handle is what again?
1: Damitweets. D a m i t w i t s. But please follow my business page on Instagram at sip and save. Okay, uh, your personal page on Instagram. The Damigram. D c h e d a m i g r a m okay uh, no any
0: other social media
1: platform nah, that's not about at all. It. okay <laughs> thank you very
0: much yeah. for coming around chill so it's a wrap on deal talks with debayo are array on the second episode and of course you know you can get to you can get to reach out to me via my social media platforms you can reach out to me on facebook on on twitter on instagram Bio array and of course on instagram fleckless underscore p and you can just simply search for the Bio array it's the same thing so catch you in the next one thank you for listening